Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Pretty Mental family, welcome back. We love you. We miss you. Welcome back to the conversation, fam. We're so happy that you're here for today's exploration. We deep dove into Valentina's recent adventures and our current relationships with technology, what it takes to stay healthy and sane in this society and how much stubbornness needs to be a part of that process. Because if you're healing, you are part of a smaller collective of people on the planet right now. And it's not the mass population is not on that wave yet. It's on its way, but it's not. So it's a journey that requires stubbornness. And we just, we deep dive into what that is and what it takes and what that's been for us and the recent awakenings that have been happening for us lately, which are really amazing and beautiful to talk about, but it's just all kinds of insights around self-worth and standing in our power. So stay tuned, join us. I think you guys are really going to get a lot out of this one. And with that pretty mental family, take in a deep breath with us. And tune in. We open ourselves up for whatever wants to come through. Opening ourselves up fully, calling in our higher self, calling in all of the energies that walk with us in this lifetime. Guide us and softening up any parts of us that harden, any parts of us that close or constrict. So we allow everything that wants to come through to come through. We call in authentic communication, heart communication, collective healing communication. We are here. The portal is open. <laughs> Did you fall asleep? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we were doing this. What Hello, up? Pretty Mental. Welcome back. One of these days, I'm going to have a professional lighting situation. I oh. think you look gorgeous. Our lighting Thank actually you. looks very similar right now. So, Don't you have a big light? Yeah, but our lighting looks very similar. <laughs> Looks like you need to get a new big light for no, lighting it's, looks it's similar. Because, it's because the sun is still out. So like I turned it on in the distance, but I feel like it's not even doing anything because it's not the sun hasn't set here either. Oh, okay. So I'm surprised the lighting's going down over there because you're like three hours behind. Um I have <laughs> curtains that are closed. Or else it would be like super direct light. Oh, okay. Yeah. So but, but it is moving. I don't know. Anyway, what's up, everybody? Hey. Welcome back. We love you. We missed you. Yeah, welcome back to our little exploration conversation this week. So this week, ooh, and before I get into it, I want to invite you guys to come join my next breath work group virtual group breathwork session on the full moon, which is February 16th on a Wednesday, 4.30 p.m. PST, 7.30 p.m. EST. And they're super profound and potent whenever we breathe as a group. So come breathe with us. They've been amazing. One of these days, I'll become a professional person and write testimony or get the testimonials out. 
Cause I feel like I have everyone always texts me or emails me or sends me stuff after. And I'm like, I could do something with this. Yeah, you totally should. I really I need think. to. I really need to. Yeah. This is why I want a manager. I'm like, can we just y'all, be the artists? Y'all send Valentina some testimonials so she can keep growing the practice. Well, I, that's the thing. I have some, but I just haven't posted them or done anything y'all with them. <laughs> harass Valentina. Apply pressure. Y'all apply pressure. Valentina so she does something with the testimonials she has. This is, I just need, I would love a someone to manage us so I can just like keep doing what I do and then they like take care of the business you know yeah that yeah. side <laughs> I know it's a beautiful dream I'm, I'm at a point where I'm like I think the universe just wants me to develop both skills yeah equally or maybe you have to get to a certain place that somebody else comes in but also Hmm. Yeah, I think it's part of the process of growing a business. You just, yeah, you have to be, you're your own startup. You have to be in it. You have to fully be in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also like, even if there was somebody quote unquote managing you or us, we would want to be part of every part of the process. I imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe like do your thing. Dude, (laughs) I trust you. I'm going for a walk. (laughs) I don't know. It'd be nice. Soon come. But anyway, you guys join me, join us. It's a beautiful, beautiful group. They happen every full moon and the link will be in our show notes. I hope to see you there. YouTube community come through. Oh yeah. YouTube. Who's hanging out in YouTube? (laughs) Comments. Let us know you're watching us. (sighs) So my brother came to visit me this weekend. Yeah. How's your weekend? Our brother. You guys, I was, I was waiting for pictures. I'm like, are they going to tell us what they're doing? Nope. That's another reason why I want someone like to help me with this is because when I take some time off Instagram, it's like, I'm like, Oh, I love not being on Instagram. I love doing, I love having the full moon groups that we have where it's, we speak to each other in real time. We let the potent messages come through and I love doing it on Instagram as well, but it feels very like energetically sucking. Um, Instagram feels like that to me sometimes. So I try to show up as much as I can. And then when I don't, you know, you got to go find her somewhere else. You got to go find me. Just come to the, come to, I need to do, I need to do better with getting off of there. I actually went to side note. I went to a sound healing ceremony or sound bath. I went to a sound bath this Sunday um, with Nicole, shout out to Nicole. She's been a guest on our podcast before. Amazing coach. Um, and so we went, to, oh no, my cats just spilled water. So I went to a sound bath with Nicole this Sunday and I'm laying there in deep meditation. And I'm just, when you, I, I don't, I haven't sat down for like a meditation meditation in a while in a sound bath is that cause you really have to focus in. And when I was doing that, I suddenly, I was having flashes across my consciousness of the most random things. Um, like at some point I was having flashes of Britney Spears and Jamie Lynn Spears <laughs> current, their current dilemma with each other. And, and that was the point at which I was like, all right, I need to tone it down with how much I am on Instagram because like no, no hate against Brittany and Jamie. Like I wish them the best, but they should not be flashing across my consciousness. That's what I'm talking about. That is literally why I feel like there's already so much stimuli around me that I go on Instagram and I can actually feel my life force depleting. I'm like, I'm tired. Like it makes me tired. I can see a noticeable difference. And I like to be able to stay present where I am. And when you're on Instagram, you're not present. You're being fed energy. You're being fed. And a lot of the, even though it looks, you know, there's a lot of very inspirational and beautiful things on there as well. But I think at a certain point you can become dependent on that stuff as well. And you'll stop tapping into your own inner knowings. And yeah, I don't know. I've just, I've, I've been, this is kind of how I am with books too. Although I don't know how good that is. I should probably start reading more, but I have tapped into 
the greatest wisdoms from my own meditations, from my own silence, from my own presence, my own breath work, everything that has really, really helped me heal the majority, not everything, you know, but the majority of the knowings that have come to me are through being completely present with myself and that stillness. And not to say Instagram is bad at all, but like, it just makes me tired sometimes. And it's so hard for me to get on there. Um, which That's- is why when I do go on there, I just post and then I sign off. So if I de- don't, if edit, what was that? <laughs> Did your cat just fill the water again? No, they dropped my water bottle off, but I just drank all the water. So we're good. Oh, um, I love them. But yeah, if I, if there's ever a time where if I don't respond to someone's DM, I love y'all, but sometimes, you know, I, I only have so much brain space. Like I, I may see them, but I may not be able to reply to them or get to them. I don't know how people do it who have like hundreds and thousands of followers. That shit blows my mind. I mean, you can get addicted to it. You, I'm, I'm so happy for you that you seem to have the reverse problem, which is that you don't, <laughs> that's amazing. I, I think that's so amazing. Cause it's not, first of all, scrolling like that is so bad for our attention span. It's not healthy for our brain. And then also just receiving input from so many people every single day is not natural. Like I should not know about the inner workings of the Spears family. No, (laughs) you know, like there's so many, so much, I, that is, that is my thing though. Like I low key my guilty pleasure, um, my random little thing that I do sometimes in my free time is stay up to date on celebrity gossip. (laughs) That's fun. Sometimes that's fun. Yeah. Like like ASAP Rocky and Rihanna had a baby or are having a baby. Did you see that? Yes. Oh my God. That is my dream child. ASAP Rocky is the love of my life. Yeah, dude. I can't wait for their baby. That is, that is a sexy, stylish couple. Mm. That's going to be a very stylish baby. Mm-mm-mm. Um, yeah. Right. Or like Pete Davidson and Kim, I'm all up to date with what's going on there. Or Kanye and Julia Fox, like super, like keeping up there. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, that is, it is fun, but also like I do, I was aware though, during the, one of the biggest messages I got from the sound bath was like, Paula, <laughs> get yeah. off get off the internet a little bit more. Just, you know, it's it is fun, fun, but it can but go to a black it. hole. Like you can look at that stuff and like, that's fine. But I feel like it gets to the point where you look at that stuff and that takes you somewhere else, somewhere else. And then you're on like fucking Rihanna's ex-boyfriend's sister's great cousin's page. <laughs> it and then just it's com- like, what am I doing? There's a whole life outside. It just becomes escapism. Yes. Like when I know that when I've been on my phone too much and on these media outlets too much, I, I, I feel wired. Yeah. I feel electrically wired Yeah, and I want more of it. I lit, I can feel it in me. You want that? <laughs> That's when, <laughs> when I feel wired like that. I'm like, I feel like I like nauseated. Like I have to get off. No. Yeah. For me, it's the opposite. I'm, wow. I think, yeah, not proud of it. <laughs> like, I, this is, I mean, I'm sure I a lot to, of people are like that. Yeah. I have to intentionally be like, oh, like shake my head to almost like, it's yeah. almost like my brain frequencies are in training to the frequency of the electronics and they start like almost like a zombie going for it and I have to like literally put my phone to the side and last night I read a paper book and I had not done I have not read a like a book a physical book in a while because I even have my iPad for reading which is super convenient because I can highlight while I'm reading, I'm looking up what different things mean. And so it takes way, it takes longer to get through it, more chances of getting distracted. But like when you're just you and this piece of paper, it's just you and this, it simplifies your mind and it, it does feel healthier. It, slow you, it slows you down. It slows yeah. you down. And we're already so revved up where I, I mean, with, I have I, my job with conscious conversion, pretty mentals, its own job and my breathwork clients. It's like, I have, there's so much stimuli around me and I know I'm not the only one. There's so much stimuli around all of us that we're so we're always in a, or for a majority of the time, we're in a reaction mode. We're in alert mode. We're in, you know, very rarely, unless we intentionally set aside time, are we in the still 
present of the only thing that exists is me and what is in front of me and what's in this room. Yeah. You know, when you were saying that, um, reading, reading is not, is maybe something you want to do more of. I, I, I found last night when I was reading this book, it was, um, I always get this wrong, like nonfiction or fiction. It wasn't true. I always get the strong fiction. I, okay. Yeah. Fiction and, um, yeah. So it's false, right? Fake. I don't know why my Fake brain news. Has, I have a mental block with those two things. I don't care how much schooling you give me. I'm still going to forget. And I, those, if you find good quality fiction books, you can learn. It, it gives you such a poetic view on human nature that it's almost like you're experiencing a piece of art and it's not about taking in more information or taking in more, um, this is how you should look at it. This is how you shouldn't, but you're literally, it's like sipping a nice tea, looking at a beautiful painting, taking it on an art form. Um, and I actually find, find that to be quite mindful Whereas sometimes when I'm studying educational books, it's continuing to take in more and more content. Yeah. So I think books also do have a place to offer for like, you can act, you can engage your mind, Yeah. but it can also be quite mindful and peaceful and, and centering. Yeah. Yeah. So should I talk about Sebastian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so my brother came, oh yeah, our brother, if we're sisters, I think most of y'all know that, but if you don't, there you go. We're Colombian and in, in our, in our language in Spanish, you say my, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, even if you share the same mom and the same brother, you still, each person says my, so if you guys hear us say that and you're confused, it, it's still, we have the same family. <laughs> we just each take ownership of it. We are possessive lovers. Mm hmm. Um, OK, he came and, <laughs> you know, our usual traded supplements and the healthy stuff, went on some runs, did some meditations. And there was a night we went out to eat in West Hollywood. And there's this restaurant that is there's most there's like a lot of paparazzi outside of it. Most of the times that I've ever walked by. And as we were leaving this other restaurant right across from it, there was paparazzi out there. And something about my brother is that he's the most curious person you'll ever meet. Like literally when he walked into my door, ever since he was a little boy, he's always been like this. Not, not two seconds into walking into my door was this man opening all my drawers, all my cabinets. It, this is just, he's got that like child mind of like, Ooh, what is this? Literally will open every cabinet in your house does not care who you are. It's crazy that like he cannot help himself. He just if wants he goes to, in, he goes into a trance. I know. I'm it's like, don't like look too look hard, brother. <laughs> I'm going, you want to scare yourself to put, put some scary things in there next time. So he learns his lesson. I'm really like truly. And he, so he's super curious. We're walking out of the restaurant, see the paparazzi. And he's like, Ooh, let's go. I see him where he runs across the street and he's like, let's go see who it is. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I don't do not. I, I walked away. I walked away. And he, and then I look back and I just see, and I'm like, where did Sebastian go? He went missing. And there's a entire circle of paparazzi snapping pictures at this girl. And I only see the back of her. And I'm like, where is Sebastian? And then I see my brother literally in the middle of all the paparazzi, he looks like a little sardine poking his head in and out. And it's like all the paparazzi and my brother. <laughs> and he, I'm like, Sebastian, where are you? So then and like I like, the, call him the, op the opposite of cool. He's a, just does not, he does not give a fuck. He's not trying to be cool at all. He's just like on a mist. He's a mystery man. He just yeah, wants to know what's the mystery of because in LA everyone's trying to be cool. And then it's like, Sasha's like, what? No, like a little sardine amongst the paparazzi, literally little sardine. <laughs> and <clears throat> it was the, the, um, the, she's, I don't think she's a celebrity, but I'm pretty sure she paid someone paid the paparazzi because I've heard that people do that. people do that. Like they tell them where they're going to be. Because the, all the paparazzi just happened to have pictures of her for them to sign, for her to sign. So I was like, I think she paid a, or called them or something. Uh, her name was, she was a model. You're not going to, 
know who she is. Cara del Toro. No, yeah, Cara del Toro. I don't know. I didn't know who she was either. I looked her up. But anyway, that's who it was. Mm. It was funny. Yeah, that is funny. It's like we're not going to be. I know in the last podcast you were like, I don't want to say their names. But it's like you can't tell us a story like that and then just leave us. And just leave y'all hanging. So I think we're going to continue getting names. Or I just have to not say names. <laughs> I mean, or you have to omit LA. the stories altogether. It depends. Like, you can definitely throw a few our way. Keep yeah, us no, I, no, I definitely can. Um, That's hilarious, though. So then what happened? That was just it. We kept walking. Okay. He was like, he said this thing. He's like, I think. He's like, why did all of them just happen to have pictures of her for her to sign? There is no way that that wasn't pre-planned. There's just no way. It's funny. It's an, it's such an interesting concept, you know, social inclusion, social value, competition, survival. It all goes together. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many layers of that, that I don't know. I can't even begin to know how to unpack how the life of that, of being in that world. Yeah. It's very intriguing. Um, but another, something else that happened with us that was really beautiful was, okay. So we went out to eat and our food was, I think they forgot about our food. So we'd been waiting there for a while. They forgot about the food. And then we, so just keep this in mind. It'll make sense at the end. So that was like quote unquote inconvenience number one. Right. And we ate, and then we are leaving the destination and then I get a flat tire and then I pull to the side of the road. And then this guy is like, you can't park here. You can't park here. You have to like go around of the situation. So I'm like, okay, you're gonna make me drive on a flat tire completely like driving on my rims, turn the corner. And I happened to, and that was like inconvenience number two. Right. But when I moved to, <laughs> why are your eyes so enormous right now? I don't know. It's like wild. Like, I know. <laughs> I de- my eyes are always looking for an opportunity to pop out of my head. I didn't realize the extent to which it happens until I started watching these podcasts. And yeah. Well, we, we were sitting, we were, he starts changing the tire in the new little alley that we got moved to. And then there was an order to take off my tire. You need a special key. And that key was missing. And at that exact time, he was like, where are, he's like, we need to have, like, we don't have the key for this. How are we even going to remove your tire? Like, we didn't know what to do. We saw these guys walking out of a driveway and that driveway happened to be a tire shop. And it was like 9 PM at night. And he was like, go, go ask them um, if they have an extra key. And they ended up having a key for us. They ended up doing the tire for us. They ended up like handling everything. And him and I were just sitting there and I was like, okay, we can't let this moment pass by about like how, how amazing that these people helped us. They had the key that we needed. And the only reason they had a key is because their other clients had left the key behind. Your dealership gives it to each specific person. And you just have to think about like all of the quote unquote inconveniences that took you to that moment. And I wrote an Instagram post about this, about how it's so easy. You know, when we start looking for blessings, we get more blessings. And when you really keep start feeding the energy of the miracles of the blessings, you see how everything in life is just so correctly placed. Like the late food, the guy who made us move from changing our tire in that first position in those moments, we were like, you know, maybe a little bit like dang, you know, bothered, but then you realize all of that needed to happen at the exact down to the second in order for us to literally meet the guys as they were closing up the tire shop. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah. If you can do that, it gives you a little more trust in life, right? If you can believe that everything is a beautiful orchestra harmonizing together. And yeah. if you keep your heart open, you'll keep harmonizing in the direction of harmony and not chaos. I think it, do, it does matter uh, how we react to it, what kind of frequencies we keep playing with in those moments. Mm-hmm. And so since you stayed open, it was like a cat unfolding and unfolding and unfolding. I think energetically, when we resist and constrict, life can't unfold 
and that maybe that's why problem leads to problem leads to problem versus mm-hmm. it being a redirection when you can stay open and you can keep harmonizing with the field of energy. Yeah. I mean, I think life is going to, life is going to keep unfolding no matter what, but it's, do you, it's, I think it's a matter of is life happening to me or for me? So you can keep bumping up against everything like a pinball machine, you know, of like, Oh, it keeps happening to me. Oh my God. First this, then this, then this, or you can start seeing that everything is actually happening for me. This is unfolding for me. This is all working out exactly as it should. Yeah. I think the more resilient, the more belief you have in your resilience, the more that you're able to embrace that narrative. Cause if the first thing that hits you is fear, that's, uh, that creates a constriction. Mm-hmm. If when the inconveniences quote unquote happen, you're able to like kind of stay with, okay, cool. Like what's next? Okay, cool. Like how are we going to maybe solve this? Or what does this lead to? Like mm-hmm. you stay in your power and you stay in that energy of resilience, then it lets life meet you halfway. And another thing that I wrote in the Instagram post, which is really important to all of that is to remember to soften because you can feel the fear and you can feel the anger and you can feel all of that because we're human and we're just going to, but if we can just breathe into that and just not allow it to define the next moment, just understand that, oh, that was, you know, that was annoying, but I'll keep moving. That was like, I'm a little bit scared. I feel fear, but I'm going to keep moving with trust. So you can feel all of that, but if you can just keep softening, keep softening, keep softening, then you'll make room for life to come in. You'll make room for the universe to meet you and you'll make room for everything to unfold exactly as it should for you. It's all unfolding for us. We just have to remember to feel whatever we need to feel, but soften. And then when we feel ourselves hardening, soften again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like come back to the calm and come back to calmness. Mm -hmm. It helps because I think thinking back to when the probably some one of the hardest parts of my life, which was right after college when everything was super stressful and I was like, ah, I got to make it in this world. And so like every little thing that would happen was super life or death for me. I would go into this frantic energy of resolving and finding solutions or taking the next step and everything was always frantic. And like, I was like, okay, what's next? What's next? But it was so frantic that I was almost kind of choking off the possibilities before they could unfold in front of me. So that for me now is a cue um, that I need to slow down. If I, especially when I'm going through transitions that that frantic energy starts coming back up, I'm like, okay, all right, just pause for a second. Like, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this again. Like come back to your calm. I find that that requires being able to hold space for the parts of you that are afraid though. Because if you try to access the calm and the softness or openness um, through just like trying to will it to be the fear, the parts of you that are afraid and vulnerable, they're not really going anywhere. They're just getting abandoned. And so their fear is not being attended to and it ends up coming out sideways. Mm, It'll come out as bitterness or anger, resentment, or just like a, a lash out at the next person that's kind of pokes that already open wound. Yeah, exactly. And then you're just kind of like willpowering your way to, to solutions and not letting life unfold. Yeah. I find on the days where I feel resistant to life and I feel the harder feelings on those days, I tell myself, and I've gotten in the habit of this, of telling myself, oh, today is just one of the days where I get the full spectrum of the human experience. This is just the human experience day. And I know it's all the human experience day, but it's easier when everything's going amazing and you're like super high and the energy's amazing that you, you know, you don't have to talk yourself into anything. You don't have, you just keep going and flowing. But on the days where you feel a little bit more gritty and you're resistant, then on those days, I'm like, okay, this is the part of the human experience is sadness is fear is all of this. So I'm not going to try to create conclusions for anything that's happening today. I'm not going to predict the future. I'm just going to allow today to be what it is. Today's part of the full spectrum of the human experience. 
And on that day, I really am just breathing my way into as much peace as I can in that moment. And it takes a lot of pressure off myself when you remove the urgency of needing to solve what is happening. Even on days that, you know, I've had days where it seems that like I need, like there is urgency, right? Where like, maybe it's your job or maybe like something kind of needs to get solved if you, if you look at it, but I don't think anything like zoom out and nothing needs to get solved that day. Very rarely, very rarely is that, do you need an answer for things on that day? Yeah. And on days when it really, really looks like you do, I would say challenge yourself to be like, you know, we'll figure this out when my mind has calmed down, but today that's just not going to happen. You know, even if you have been fired, even if you've been laid off, even if you have, you know, whatever it is, even if it's in in a relationship, like, or if something feels like it's coming to an end, it it can feel like, oh my God, I got to figure out what it's, what's going to happen. Like what I need to find my next job. I need to like start hunting. I need to do this and that. And on those days, just challenge yourself to be like, you know, I, it, you don't need to figure it out in that day. That's not really how life works. It really isn't. Uh, yeah, totally. It's in those moments of fear, the frantic energies can make the ego parts of us. The, that's, I, that's the best description I have for it. It's like the different parts of our ego kind of run to, oh my God, I have to solve this and just kind of flood you. And that constricts the opening through which spiritual wisdom and higher guidance can come through. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, it's a child solving a problem. If you think of it that way, like it could be a child trying to solve a problem that the adult could come in and has a broader perspective and can bring more insight and clarity into how the problem can be solved for us within ourselves. We have more access to that higher wisdom and perspective when these frantic parts of us have calmed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm laughing at myself because I recently, so I'm going to be transitioning to my own private practice very, very soon. Um, and I'll keep you guys posted on here for when that happens. But on the day that I made the decision that that was going to happen, I, I definitely had that frantic energy coming through. And I was like, I need to, I need to develop my whole business today. Today, my whole practice needs to be established. And I went and I bought a domain and I purchased like a business name. And then a couple of days later, I was like, I don't want that business. (laughs) That business name does not resonate. Like that was such. Are you not using that anymore? I'm not going to use it. It did when you sent it to me. I'm like, that doesn't sound like Paula at all, but I'm just going to. That's just where she's at. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like it sounds like me. I wouldn't. (laughs) I wouldn't say it doesn't sound like me. I just don't know if I, I don't, it doesn't resonate to name my business that. It sounds like you, but it doesn't. Yeah. Like business wise, I don't, I, I, I would be surprised if I saw you name your business that. Yeah. Well, in that it moment, it was a more like, like woo woo name. In that I'm moment, like, in that moment, I'm like, I'm coming out of left with this one, which you know what? Can't fully discount like that becoming more and more part of the way in which I approach healing. Cause I'm, we've talked about this, like spirituality is part and parcel of my own healing process. So that is easily like the more and more I come into myself and evolve, the more that that's going to come through my work. But that's not (laughs) the name that I thought of in that moment was such an anxious decision. (laughs) The next day I'm like, great, like $120 down the drain or something, however much I spent on it. And it was just like such a great reminder as I embark on this process to just wait, you know, because in that moment I'm like, if I don't purchase it right now, you know, someone else is going to buy it in my tax ID and my domain, like that survival brain comes in versus, and then it ends up usually not really working out because it's being forced. Yeah. So then a few days later after I calmed down, I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't have to decide on a name right now. I can, if anything, I can just call it me like have my name represented in the business and, and let the name come to me in its own time. Yeah. I'm like, it's fine. We have time for this. Yeah. And that feels so much better. <laughs> yeah. I, I love challenging myself to, to create a lot of pause between when I really want to react to something. 
And something that I do it with my text messages too. If I see a text come through, I immediately want to check it. I've for the past, I think like year and a half, I've made myself because I could feel right when I want to check it, like my heart, I feel my heart speed up a little bit more when I get a, a notification. I'm like, I want to check it and I want to solve it. But I make myself like pause a little bit, pause a little bit because we've been trained. And especially if you've been in the corporate world. And I think like, that's, what's made my heart speed up is that being in the corporate world for when I was, is like, you're trained to kind of like, if you get an email respond back, they should not be waiting long. They should not be waiting long. But luckily, you know, when I moved to a more, to, to a world that recognizes the spirit and the humanity, they, they don't need super crazy fast reactions to things. So even when I would get pings, I cause, I, have forced myself, literally I've had to force to like pull my hand back. Like I'll reach for my phone and I pull it back because I know that those small moments have a bigger effect on the bigger moments. If you can train yourself to feel like not everything is an emergency that needs to be solved right now. And like, you have to give an answer to everyone. Then I think it really helps for the moments when that like really, really require our patience. Yeah, I can see how that would be a really powerful practice to invite in because responding to everything very quickly, we are essentially conditioning our brain to it's a conditioning that's taking place Yeah, to everything being an emergency and to being in that frantic, altered, energetic pattern versus yeah. a more harmonious, flowy, meditative pace where things still get done, but you're dancing with the pace of life, which is what the natural world does. That's what nature does. Nature is like, there is so I'm looking at the trees outside my window because Atlanta is like a, a, a city in the forest. I can see trees for miles and there's a whole world evolving out there in total silence. There's a whole world. What? Evolving out there oh, yeah. in the trees in the ecology and the root system and it, giving us so much oxygen, just this extremely complex, very elaborate system is unfolding out there in total silence. And it's such a calm pace that unless we were doing a still photography montage, we would never even know that they were moving mm -hmm. and a whole thing is unfolding. So I, I, I can, I would say that we probably have a lot to learn from the natural world when it comes to business practices. Yeah. It's so, and you have to get stubborn about it, about all of these things. And I use that word. I've been using that word more and more whenever I talk about these mental health practices, body health, emotional health practices, because it, you do, you have to be stubborn because it's going to feel unnatural. We've been working in one way for so long. It's going to feel super uncomfortable and it's not going to feel natural for a while. It's going to be hard till it's not. And that's how it is with like me running. I've been running my whole life running to me. I don't even think about it. Now I crave it. Now I'm on the other end of it. I crave it. I remember when I was in early high school or middle school, I don't know when, but my mom would be like dying to try to get me to exercise. And I was so resistant, so resistant to it. But now I'm like running to me is nothing. I need it now. I need it now. Cold showers to me. I need them now. I crave them now. Eating healthy, going to sleep early. I need it now. I crave it now. When you've proven to yourself enough times how beneficial these things are to you for your body and for your mind and for your overall health, then it, it's easier to do it, but you've got to practice it and practice it and be super stubborn. And there's so many times with my friends where I feel like I was consistently having to make up excuses of like, or having to explain myself and I probably didn't even have to, but I probably just, I felt the pressure of having to explain myself of like why I'm tapping out early, why I'm not eating those foods with them, why I'm not drinking, why I'm whatever. And that's kind of the process that you go through when you start really taking care of yourself really holistically. I, I've, you know, I think it does at first require a process of like, you start to feel really lonely and isolated unless you're surrounded by a group of people who care about that same stuff and you don't have to explain yourself, but it is a little bit isolating at first when you, you know, 
living in a world where alcohol and staying up super late and, you know, if you destruction and self-abandonment and self-sacrifice. Yeah. And like where exercising is like may or may not be a thing. It's more for like looks or for this and it's fine. But like all of, you know, when you do all of these things that, that are, it's for your health. It is a little bit isolating, at least in the beginning. I can so worth it. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense because um, you are, whenever we are doing that, we are creating the new paradigm, which is, has not taken over yet. The new paradigm of moving with the pace of nature, coming home to ourselves, releasing this era of codependency, being at, you know, just coming back to the the wisdom of our spirit and the trust in life and everything doesn't have to be answered right away. And it's not all about control. And we can kind of like collaborate with this earth, which is the paradigm, I guess, the native people of this world had before these economic systems started taking over and and colonizing um, this natural way of living. But whenever you're talking about these things, it's like, that's what's asking to be brought back. And as you do, you're coming face to face with a massive, I just see like this massive ball of conditioning that is, takes up the majority of our planet. Yeah. So you do, I could, you have to be stubborn. You have to be stubborn. I, I mean, I feel like I've spent the majority of my life explaining myself. And having to make excuses for why I do what I do. Because if you've been listening long enough, you know that my body doesn't really allow me to to veer off the healing path, the The coming spirit path, the spirit path. Um, It starts to shut down pretty quickly the second I go into a job that is not aligned with my spirit. If I go into situations that are just not aligned with me, it manifests very quickly. And that when I was in the corporate world, the more corporate world, I only did it for eight months. But when I was like, I had to, I was so weird. I was so weird to people because I would never drink at the events and I would leave early and I would, you know, wake up before our job to, um, before our jobs. And like, everyone was still really, really groggy and exhausted, but I was like up because I had exercised and I had meditated, but like at 5am and it was, and you know, to me, to them, I looked like a drill sergeant. They're like, you, how do you even push yourself, push yourself? And I'm like, I, that for me, like, that's literally the only way that I can survive this. And the only way that I can really exist in the world is to like, morning to night things that align with my spirit. And sometimes it's not like I never drank or I never party or I never like I, of course, but from the majority of it is just like, so against the grain. Yeah. That, I mean, you have to build a tolerance to go against the grain to heal actually, which is kind of, crazy to say and put it into words like that but that's true it's everything we've had to talk about like you have to build a tolerance for feeling guilty which religion and our society has in many ways been like be a good person like if guilt is present listen to it always and act from that place Mm -hmm. have to build a tolerance for saying no, for disappointing people, for slowing down, for other people's frustration when you slow down, for making other people uncomfortable when you go to a restaurant and you say no, or just a tolerance for so many things that have been deemed pro-social, a tolerance for challenging those things. It requires being very grounded in yourself. And you know, like, as with most things, everybody thinks you're crazy until they see that it works. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of stick with it and stand up for yourself. And one day people will understand why you did it that way. One day they'll be coming That's to real. you and, and asking for like, how do I do that too? You know, mm-hmm. but eventually the rest of the world will start waking up to it. Um, but when you are 
in this still smaller subpopulation of people that are doing it, people are going to think you're crazy. It's not my favorite word, but you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Until they see it works. Until they, yeah, until they see it works. Yeah. I've definitely felt like I've lived on my own planet for a good amount of time, but I realize now, like if there's anything that I could say to my younger self, I wish I could have coached her, but I feel like I'm strong in who I am now because I've had to go through my whole life. Not like I've been very stubborn about how I wanted to feel. Yeah. Every time you're saying the word stubborn in this podcast, I'm like, it's clicking for me. I'm like, isn't that like the typical Aries trait? Yeah. So the typical Aries, they're known as the warrior, the archetype, the warrior archetype. And like, I am a warrior for sure, for sure. I mean, even just like the health situation that I've not gone too, too in depth with on here, like the fact that I continue and go, and even on the hardest days, like I'm a fucking warrior and the just my entire life like I've been like I know what I want I know how I want to feel I know the systems that I do not believe in my values are I know what they are and I can't I've broken up friendships because of values I've quit jobs because of like the system that I don't believe in like I've done some pretty risky things that to other people maybe are just like she like she just does not care. She's just doing whatever she wants to do. But yeah, I am, you know, I really, I, I have fully formed my own planet within this sphere. I fully formed or have been stepping into the dimension that I've been wanting to exist in. I think since I was a little girl, you know, my dad used to call me a rebel without a cause growing up. <laughs> Cause he was just like, you just rebel against everything for like no reason. But now he's like, oh, okay, I see it. He always tells me, he's like, you're the rebel with a cause now. I see it. I finally see it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Eventually things come together. Mm -hmm. You just have to listen to your inner instincts for where your truth is trying to take you. And mm -hmm. it requires building a tolerance for all of that disappointment and other people and judgment and all that. And just having a deep anchoring of trust in yourself to keep moving in that direction. Because, you know, for me, it was like, these past two months have been just very, a year from now, I'll report back to what's been happening inside of me these past two months. But I've realized that I, what you chose was to choose being weird and outcasted to keep going on this path of your spirit. I kept some of my spirit. Like I was always the odd person out in the group. Like, but I kept, I stayed in the group and I still had a big group of friends and all these. And I still, you know, I still went to grad school. I did all those things. Um, work for a company, all that. Like I always had a little edge of not totally fitting in, but I was, I could, I could mingle like a little bit of a chameleon. And what I'm realizing now is that in order to do that, I had to abandon parts of myself. So I chose to, I chose to integrate in many ways. And so my decision was I'm going subconsciously or not, like I'm going to abandon parts of myself so that I can continue to be here and feel that social and, and satisfy my social inclusion need. And what that created was that it, it really hurt the relationship I had with myself because it's like, you either have to choose you. If, if you don't choose you, you end up not liking you. So you get kind of like get the, the applause of the world and lose your soul, that kind of thing. Like it's so real. It's so real. I'm not, I don't think I got to the full extent of like how deep that can go by any means because I still had my own path. I still didn't go straight into grad school after undergrad. I still was a little bit of a rolling stone for a while, um, but I was afraid to fully honor 
who I was because very early on, I made the decision to abandon parts of myself for social inclusion. And the natural byproduct of that, if you abandon parts of yourself, you end up not liking yourself because it creates an unhealthy inner relationship. It's like any relationship. If you're in a relationship with somebody and they are neglecting you, you guys aren't going to get along. You're not going to like each other. And yet that's what we do to ourselves all the time. And so then we end up not liking ourselves and it becomes this vicious feedback loop of, I don't like myself. So I need to abandon myself even more into being accepted. And the more I do that, the less I like myself. And that leads to all kinds of other problems, but it's really wild to wake up to that and realize like we're either going to be stubborn and stand in our truth and risk being rejected by others, or we abandon our truth, get some acceptance temporary. It's not fulfilling. Um, and you're not going to like yourself, which you end up losing your personal power. And then what's the point? So do you feel like you have, how much time do we have, by the way, before I dive into this whole, Mm, it's five, five, five here. Oh, right. When I asked, hello, um, we we can make it quick. So no, we don't have that much time. We, We can, I mean, it does it. It, may, it might be a quick answer. Just ask it. <laughs> no, I'm going to ask it no matter what, but I need to know oh, okay. just so I can frame my mind because I forget every time to look at the, the I'm clock. pretty sure we're at time with, okay. you know. Okay. Um, well, how, how has that like played out in your life? You know, like, have you felt that you have missed like um, the opposite of a line? Does it misalign? Like, have you misaligned from your soul? I don't. I feel like I abandoned, I don't think you ever misalign from your soul. Or maybe you do. You, well, you do. And we've both said this before. I'll re- refresh your brain of what we've said in the past podcasts of depression is when we misalign from our soul. Okay. Well, I, okay. Maybe that's the same thing as suppressing your desires. Yeah, because I think you're, yeah, I think so. I think your desires are given to you by your soul, by God, by the divine, um, to, yeah. you know, so, and, and so it came out sideways for me a lot yeah. of ways, you know, then I would, I would go, um, into a lot of self-destructive habits of feeling pleasure immediately. And that becomes a substitute for actually fulfilling your desires, mm. which, right. Like if you fulfill your desires and you step into your path, there's going to be challenges and hardships, but it's a different kind of pleasure. It's a pleasure of personal power Yeah, that you're like, Oh, it just grows on itself. When we don't lean into that, the pleasure that's available to us is temporary numbness. Yeah. Or self-destructive type of pleasure. So those are like the two sides. So, um, I don't think I ever fully did because I'm still here mm-hmm. and I'm still a healer. Like mm-hmm. I'm still a therapist. I'm still, there was, there was enough of there's enough stubbornness in there mm-hmm. to keep me on this path. So I never fully did. It could have been worse. Um, but I definitely have suppressed a ton of myself along the way. And I feel like in the past few months, there's been like a some something has opened up and I'm just like having insight after insight after insight in rapid succession. Oh, spiritual awakening time. Like what? Yeah. Um, Can you, I know it takes like these big moments, take a minute to integrate and understand like what's actually happening. But I I mean, I'm so curious. I think the IFS has definitely helped, but also like, I mean, so many things, but it's been great that I've had IFS this year. Um, I feel like I faced into some of my deepest, darkest shadows this year, which it's crazy because people might not, you would never know it necessarily. Um, you never know what people are privately struggling with. You could never know. Like we don't, we choose yeah. when we those things. Mm-hmm. And I th- eventually, I think what that has led to was a point of like, it, like, all right, you know, what, what is this? And I started becoming conscious of the parts of me that act to protect me 
by being very um by cre- creating abandonment, creating like disconnection with myself, creating sent like that inner critic being very loud. I have woken up in the past two months to the ways in which that has been a, a strategy for a very long time to keep me safe. And when I start to understand the ways in which that was there to keep me safe, then I can start waking up out of, or I've started waking up out of like, oh, okay, like, cool. But now like this safety it becomes a self-induced prison. Mm, which we've Like been realizing like, I'm already safe. I don't need this extra cave over me. Honestly, like not even I'm already safe, but like the addiction to safety beginning to kill us before we die Mm -hmm. because we're not really, really living. And then when you're not really, really living and honoring your desires, you're not coming into your full power. So you're liking yourself less and less. Yeah. So it comes a point for me where I've had to really just kind of be with myself and say like, and realize that life is not about being safe. That's really what it comes down to. Like, I think somewhere in my idealistic mind, somewhere along the way, there was a part of me that was like, life should feel good always. And recently, like, as all this is moving inside of me, I'm like, but it's not going to. And if I don't go ahead and accept that, I'm going to keep looking for ways to feel comfortable. Even though I've been challenging it, this is where it's so... It's so layered and so dual because even though I've been challenging it, doing ERP, doing all this work for so long, it's like each year you reach a new level of insight. It's like you move, 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 move. And then it's like, bah, explosion. Yeah. It's It's like that like overnight success thing that took 30 years. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I've been challenging it, but past two months, it's just been like, just... Yeah. Like, okay. You know what? For me, just coming to terms with like really coming to terms with earth is kind of a shit show. It's beautiful, but it's kind of a shit show. (laughs) And like, I don't know why we're here, but we're here. And like, we're either going to do it and lean all the way into it or we're not. And if we're not, we're slowly dying before we die. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's where like suicidal ideation and all that stuff comes into play because you have one foot in and one foot out until you fully accept the risk that comes with life. You can't live. Yes. And you can't come into your power. That's why I think it's just so important to start grappling with the idea that like life is really, really, really happening for us in every single moment, because I think a lot of the ways that people get through to the breakthroughs of like the full surrender of that allows you to finally just live and be raw and be open to life is when you just kind of like get in that moment of like when you're in the dark night of the soul in the deepest darkness, you're just like, I'm done. I surrender. That's why it takes a lot of people going to the dark night of the soul because that's the moment where they finally break open and then life can come in. And then then from that point, you start seeing that everything kind of had to happen. All that shit that took you to the darkest night of the soul kind of had to happen for you to fully wake up to life now. And even though it was really painful, you wouldn't have had it any other way because now you are alive and now you are awake. And I don't think it has to happen to, I don't think you have to get to the dark night of the soul for that to happen. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, I think I'm thinking I'm like, you've got these tools now and a lot of stories like, you know, well, that you've heard, like people telling you of, of their lessons, like some people may, may need to experience the dark night of the soul, but if you can just learn how to just like die and rebirth and die and rebirth, do have, like allow yourself to die a million deaths while you're here. 
fully trusting and fully remaining open, then I, then I've seen it in my experience. You just keep going up. You just keep going up. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one, (laughs) there's two directions up or down humans. We don't say life doesn't stay still. Yeah. Or stagnant, which is, which is death. Yeah. You start in turn, then depression, then you're the, the energy, the life energy, and you start seeping out. So we're either growing and risking and becoming bigger and like scraping our knees and getting back up and just whatever it takes, or we're shrinking and becoming smaller and not liking ourselves in order to justify continuing to get smaller. Mm -hmm. And it becomes this feedback loop of spiritual death before you die. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is, is when you do take the risks and allow yourself to completely be ripped open and completely just jump off the cliff and go, you start to see that the universe is going to hold you. The universe is going to hold you. If you stay open. Right. If you stay open. No, that's what I'm saying. Like if you just jump off the cliff, if you continue to do that over and over and over yeah. again and continue to, to allow yourself to be raw, continue to soften when you want to harden, continue to keep loving after you get your heart broken 10 times, like just stay, keep facing the sun and keep going and keep trusting. And it will hold you. The universe will hold you. Yeah. You're never and- going to do that. And then it's going to be like, well, now you just, you know, you're fucked over and over and over and over and over again. If there is a moment where you feel like you're fucked, you stay open again. And then eventually you will be held. Well, see, that's what happened to me in my early twenties when I like, I felt like I took a leap, but I didn't really, because I went really off course off mainstream, but I was still somewhere in there protecting myself with the narrative that I couldn't do it, that I didn't have what I really like. I couldn't do it, that I, I couldn't keep pushing past my limits or like, You know, it's like you're doing a crossword puzzle and you either can choose to in that moment, like dig into yourself and say, no, I can do it. And you're going to stick with it until the end or you reach an obstacle and you're like, I can't, I can't, I don't have what it takes. And then you back out. So the image that comes through for me is that um, that visual that my brother sent us in the group chat of this person scaling a mountain and one of them reaches a part in the mountain that is super hard and scary. And like, you kind of feel like you might fall down and that person saying, I can't do it, which actually I've had dreams like that. So it's crazy. Um, where I feel like I'm going to, like, I can't move or I'm going to fall off this cliff and, or there's a person a few miles down. Who's like, I have to do it. And when you are able to open up to that, it requires working with the parts of you that learn to protect you by embracing that I can't do it, stay small mentality. Like you have to work with them consciously or else they will come back and get you. You have to like work with them and collaborate in this process. And once you get to that point where it's like, I have to do it and you've dealt with these parts of you, that's when I believe that the, then the universe is like, cool. Like all the answers are coming through. All the possibilities are showing, but like, we have to stand in that place of, I can do it. Mm-hmm. With the fear, with all of it, all of it, you know, don't try to eradicate it, breathe into it. <clears throat> yes. Let's say, hold it with, com- I didn't mean, and if it sounded like I was saying eradicated. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. No, that was yeah. just my own, my own yeah, two yeah. cents. Okay. Yeah. 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 Holding it, holding it with compassion as you move up that mountain. Cause if you try to pretend it's not there and you're like, no, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. That's not honest. And you are scared. And so then it's going to come out sideways and sabotage you. So you, it's a bet, whatever, you, everything that you can make conscious, make it conscious. Yeah. So it can all kind of like join, join the road trip. Yeah. This kind of like, this reminds me, and we need to end this. We need to end this two hour long podcast, however long it is. This, but this reminds me of just, I don't know why. Maybe because we talked about this before we started, but in breakups where the way to heal, you know, I think it's a lot of people can be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. This is, you know, I'm good. Even though you feel the pain, 
And then later on, it's going to hit you. I think like in the process of being like, no, I am moving on. I am healing. And this is fucking painful. (laughs) And my heart's been ripped open and I'm sad. And I feel like I'm never going to find someone again, or I feel like I'm never going to find someone as beautiful as them again or whatever, but allowing all of that to come up, but but still allowing yourself to move forward. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Not pretending that it's not there. Yeah. As long as I do anyone any good, you got to recognize that it's there and name it. And then those little wounded parts of you can join you in the healing. Yeah. Yeah. They're welcome. Okay. You guys, we love you. Thanks for sticking with us. Thank you for being in our our community. And if this episode resonated with you guys, like us, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to us so you can get more of it. Engage with us, comment, anything you agreed, disagreed, loved, whatever. Give me your Zodiac signs. Oh my God. That's a dream of mine. Can everyone just drop your Zodiac signs for me real quick? <laughs> Sun, moon, and rising, please. Just and DM us your birth, your, yeah, your, your trifecta. One of these days I'll, we'll do, um, I'll post a story where you guys can just let, let us know all your stuff for my own guilty pleasures. And, yeah. um, yeah. And then leave us a review or share with us. If you're on Apple podcasts, we would greatly appreciate it. That's how we grow our community. Yes. Thank you guys. We love you. And we appreciate you being on this journey with us. We love you. Los queremos mucho. Los queremos mucho. Remember that every single part of you is welcome here and have a beautiful week. Peace out.